0: It's the week of July 28th, and this is MASHcast 130. mash those buttons mash cast i'm jared i'm here with games industry public defender and scourge of orgrimmar oh sorry ironforge or whatever he's scourging this week nick zelenkevich uh
1: i'm scourging the beta let's just let's just go with that
0: go with that okay yeah yeah i get all that wild wow stuff mixed up sometimes uh but this is mash cast number 130 uh almost messed it up well, i was gonna say 129 again because that's what i was looking at <laughs> it's been a long week folks uh, in case you missed it we did drop a matchcast plus earlier this week uh, about the destiny beta Nick said he enjoyed listening to us even though he was there on the actual podcast
1: you, you, for those who listen they'll, 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 well I mean I didn't play the beta so I had a few questions uh, I asked about some, some memes that I've seen floating around and uh, yeah that was about it for most of the time it was just me uh, playing Hearthstone in the background
0: yeah i noticed that <laughs> well you could you could hear that or no, i could what? clearly see that you were doing something actively <laughs> on the computer i was like he's totally playing a game right now but that's okay that's okay so I yeah, got,
1: I, I gotta earn my gold because i gotta buy all those damn uh the, the max ramus quarters uh, so t- time is money friend
0: gotcha yeah no 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 big deal Uh, But let's uh, let's get into this week's News Bites. For those who missed it, we started that last week. Uh, We're going to do some News Bites, some quick things that happen in the news. We're not going to get too deep into it, but things we thought were notable. So, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, First up, some Watch Dogs news. It looks like the next Watch Dogs Dogs DLC, or a DLC coming soon for Watch Dogs, is actually going to be in Camden, New Jersey uh and the reason i think they it looks like they chose it's because Camden, New Jersey uh is under 24 hours hour surveillance like v city like it's it's a pretty bad place i know i live about 15 minutes from it and i won't go there <laughs> <laughs> i live 12
1: hours from it and i won't go there
0: yeah like yeah camden is a is it's a pretty bad place but i like, actually i just watched a special a couple weeks ago is there is 24-hour surveillance with actual people watching. It's not like one of those things where something happens and they go back and watch the footage to see what happens. They're actively surveilling the streets.
1: It's right? a combination of that. They do have the people watching. They do have cameras all over the place. Um, I think it was Rolling Stone. I want to say it was Matt Taibbi who had a, an article about uh, the, uh, the, uh, I guess the the uh, police state takeover of Camden. Um, and and uh, it's... It's one of those pieces where it's like it, 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 you kind of feel like the police are going too far, but then again, it's like Camden is so far gone they need to. Um, but yeah, it, 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 as far as as far as w- like the watchdogs concept, um, I mean, Camden's a great place to set that, and I'm not just saying that as like a, a, a homer to a degree, um, just because it it, it I, I, you know it's one of those things. Like I don't know a lot about Chicago, I don't know how much of the, you know, like the, the, the sort of the, you know, the cyber reality had to be overlaid onto what actually exists um, but I think everything except for those uh, those little, uh, what is it, the, the street posts that rise up, the yeah. barricades um, I'm pretty sure everything except for that does actually exist in Camden
0: or in the exploding uh, pipes maybe
1: yeah, in the exploding pipes um, so it shouldn't be too hard for them to sort of take the, the framework in the ga- of the game and apply it um, I guess my only question is going to be: Is is the DLC actually going to offer an interesting exploration of like, you know, is how how much watching is too much, or is it just going to be more of the uh, the 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 stupid plot that you uh, you described previously?
0: It's probably more the same. Maybe I mean I don't think your her <laughs> your nephew's going to get kidnapped again, or your 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 why well, I, I don't know why I want to say daughter, your sister. um Thing about Camden is like you know Chicago, Chicago. I mean, Chicago it does have its slummy parts, but it also has its city and financial areas. Whereas Camden is just a shithole, like it really is. Like I mean, the only place that's probably even remotely nice in Camden is maybe like kind of where the aquarium is, and then by like Rutgers.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, I mean, the only times I ever go into Camden, or I should say, used to go into Camden, was to go to the uh, the, the Tweeter Center. Now I don't know what is it called now.
0: It's, it's still called Center. It the Tweeter Center. I've never been there, but I, I think it's still called Tweeter Center.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know, but uh, whatever, whatever the big venue is, and basically, there's like one street into Camden. You just take that right to the theater or the right to the venue, and then you take that one street right back out, and you do not stray. <laughs> you do not stray.
0: Yeah, the thing about Camden, like. And it's sad to say, like you would actually, you would get stopped by police faster than I would in Camden, because they want to know yeah. what you were doing there.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: not supposed to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. No, no. They, 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 then that, that was one of the things in the Rolling Stone piece too. Is they said like, you know, they know, because again, it's all it's all the drug culture that supports that. They know it's the people from outside coming in. You know, they come in because you've got the, you have the nice affluent Cherry Hill and Hanfield right nearby so that's where you know they all go to get their uh get their rocks off and then they just sort of you know they fund the turmoil as it were
0: oh yeah pretty much like if you roll in there with like you know a bmw mm-hmm. the cops are gonna get you like they're gonna come yeah. like what are you doing here you lost you need to get out of here yeah um you're, you're not there for sightseeing yeah exactly now like, your Camden is Camden, I guess that's, that's 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 the only thing i'm worried about like basically i would just imagine an entire dlc where you're in the a slummy where you like in the Chicago slums, but worse. <laughs> like that's yeah. what, what camden looks like it's It's pretty desolate too, like you know it's just a lot of boarded up broken down buildings and broken down homes and it's really There's, fucking depressing. There's nothing I mean, they, cool or technology you know technical looking about camden
1: when when you're coming off of uh was it seventy uh, uh, right by where it hits thirty and and thirty eight, kind of they all intersect, and you're coming up towards the Admiral Wilson. There's like a burnt building. And I, admittedly, I haven't taken this drive in a good maybe two years now, but oh, it's there's still there. like, it's, yeah, there's just a building that burned, and it had to when it burned what like, like maybe like ten years ago or five, like a while ago, and the burnt out husk is just standing there like waiting to fall over, and you just pass it, and it's like it's not a sight it's just there because everybody passes it on their commute heading you know cuz unfortunately you know like everybody in the jersey suburbs has to go through camden to get into philly for work and so like people pass it they're used to it it's an eyesore it's not pretty but it's it's this it's part of the landscape and that's just and that's just what you pass like in the main area like we're not even getting into the city itself
0: Mm-mm. yeah yeah i i don't know how this is going to go I don't know what's going to draw Aiden to Camden. Uh did they say it would be Aiden? I guess it have to be Aiden, right? Uh yeah, that's he's, he's the protagonist, but I mean, although he, oh,
1: oh, oh, a white guy with a trench coat and a baseball hat and sometimes wearing a uh what a bandana over his face, like that's not suspicious
0: at all. Yeah, in real <laughs> life he'd get stopped by the Camden police exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah so uh that that's happening, and I'm curious, I mean, I already have the game, so I might as well just uh just get the d l c at this point and see what it's like but yeah that's that's gonna happen. Can I watch dogs in Camden, New Jersey, mainly because Camden, New Jersey is exactly like the game we, like, should, r- we should
1: we should rig it up so that uh we've got the playstation going in your car, and we can just drive around and see how well it maps to, uh, the the game actually maps to reality. See if you're able to, like,
0: Like, I don't want to get robbed. Like, oh my god, this is just like Watch Dogs. Where's Aiden? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not gonna pop out and save me. No thanks. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Next News bite. Uh, Nick was very disappointed to find out that the pack attack was no, it was basically, uh, it was uh, being taken off the game trailers he was mainly disappointed because he didn't know it existed. Yes!
1: Yeah. Yes! I, 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 if I had known there was a thing called the Pack Attack, if I had known that Michael Pactor had a weekly forum where he was just sharing his, his, his Pachterisms, I totally would have been in on that. And then to find out, not only did such a thing exist, but that I completely missed it? It's like... I, 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 I don't know. It's like finding out, like, that, that, like you know, like your mom made your favorite meal for dinner, and then like you slept through dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's like a double stomach punch. It's very disappointing. But the good news is, though, that that Michael Pactor will return in the Pactor Factor starting next month, <laughs> as soon as you can find a home for it. Awesome and my, name. I was gonna say, my favorite thing is that. I think Pactor may be the best name. I think I may have to talk about naming my kid Pactor when I have one. <laughs> Pack Attack, now Pactor Factor. Like, oh. It's just great. It's just great. He's just packing those names in.
0: Oh, Nick's on Kevin. <laughs>
1: and that's the match cast this week. I'm out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Start calling him Pac-Man soon.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Alright, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he'll be back. Uh, apparently it's being, pro- that, that show, The Pact The Factor, is being produced with, uh, Jeff Keeley and, uh, Hoff TV, which I've never heard of before, but that kind of leads the, to the question, is Jeff Keeley also leaving game, uh, game trailers? Because, for, for those who don't know, Game Trailers is going through a restructure, and, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff's getting dropped, and I guess new focus and new programs coming up. So, I don't, I've never been a big Game Trailers fan anyway, so.
1: I just want to say, like, everything's going through a restructure? I mean, they mention a lot of the stuff in the article here about some of the stuff for the last year, but even, like, I saw early, earlier this week, uh, GameSpot like laid off everybody except for two people.
0: GameSpot they did? GameSpot, yes. Not, not stop. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah, it was – as somebody who's been through like a mass layoff before, it was kind of like sad and familiar to be reading all the tweets when it's like, I'm sad I'm not going to see these people anymore and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've I've endured that. But yeah, it's like, wow. Like there's – I mean I I think that's sort of one of the – I guess almost underreported stories is just how the – like just the general like mainstream – media and i'm using the term fairly loosely with respect to the games industry but they're just getting hammered like there's no no money in like like official games journalism i guess you can say
0: well yeah um, it's pretty true because let's say games uh spot ign uh was laying some people off um we saw polygon pretty much turn away from their key principles which was features and then they, they dumped that. Um
1: Polygon is just the Ben Kuchera site now, right? Yeah,
0: that's the Ben Kuchera, you know <laughs> water channel now. Um what what is what else was there uh done recently? Oh a penny arcade uh, report gone you know
1: Well that that was the old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, penny the, the penny arcade one that that was a little different because that was their just that wasn't so much a fine well i mean it may have been a financial decision but that seemed to me like they were just like we don't want to do this and they were just like okay like i don't think like that didn't seem like they were like because that's not their thing like the site's still going pax is still go- and even then they're trying to distance themselves from pax like they're still penny arcade they would just that was more an editorial decision than it was a uh like, you know, we're hemorrhaging money and Ben Kuchera's terrible decision.
0: Well, no, I mean, I mean, if if it wasn't costing them that much money, then I think they would just let it fly.
1: Eh, I don't
0: know. I think if, like, if it was just like, eh, well, Ben Kuchera's doing this, uh, we're not losing anything on it, so we're just going to let it roll. I, th- I think that's the thing.
1: I don't, see, it's one of those things, like I have no idea what the financials were, but the impression I got was that, it wasn't that dire that, I mean, it, it's not like it was raking them in money. Like they're like, Oh, Hey, like this is a, a big earner for us. We can keep this going for no reason. I think it was more like they're, they're looking to refocus what they were doing. They, they were spread out a bit and, and you know, diluting the brand as it were. Um, and so I think they're, they're trying to rein that back in and just focus on
0: comics. Uh, we'll see. Cause I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Like, it, nothing. I don't think anything they were doing was was actually hurting, like hurting their brand. You know what I'm saying? Like Penny Arcade Report was not hurting the brand. Uh, PAT was not hurting the brand. I think you know it wasn't really working. Out, you know it wasn't worth it financially to them to do. Even if they weren't like losing that much money, it just wasn't you know working out. Yeah. You know like this like you know they didn't have to lay anybody off like we're not hearing a bunch of layoffs at PA, you know Penny Arcade but again PA, Penny Arcade isn't as big as these you know these places that are, that are doing layoffs now So like the bigger you get and a lot of these places like GameSpot um and uh GameSpot and um Polygon they're owned by huge media conglomerates you know
1: well that's I mean, that's the problem. Is like, I mean, a lot of these places, like ten years ago, they were their own site. Like, they did, they ran the show. And then, as the media started to get big, they got acquired by these massive, you know, massive companies that are profit-driven. And yeah, at some point, that comes home to roost. I mean, we saw what joystick under uh, under AOL got slammed. Uh, what was it? Or was it yeah earlier this year?
0: They did. Uh,
1: yeah, at least the uh, well, that was yeah, it was uh, I think all of the AOL media had, like, layoffs for everybody. And so, uh, at the very least, for WoW Insider, and I'm, I, I expect it applied to all of Joystick, but I, I noticed for WoW Insider, they were like, yeah, we had to, like, get rid of, like, half the staff.
0: Yeah, we got off-topic there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our next news bite, because he's supposed to be bite Snake. <laughs> Uh So, the Ice Enhancer, or the, I, actually, I guess it's I, don't, it's, I don't know how, I don't know if you pronounce it, Ice Enhancer, and, or Ice... Enhancer?
1: <laughs> it's, i'm pretty sure it's ice enhancer because it doesn't there's no i don't see how you say that any other way
0: yeah okay ice so it, it's the mod for gta 4 that made things look real like that made things look really good it was basically high res textures and oh, and new skins over everything uh the creator of that mod has called it quits uh i'm not I, i'm gonna we're gonna post the links for the uh for for the source, so you can read what he said. I am not even gonna try to read what he said because I, I mean, it's obvious that language uh, English is not his first language, and possibly not mine tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's kind of difficult to read. I can't. I, I just don't want to read it to you over the podcast. Uh, the gist of it is that he's getting tired of uh, you know people shitting on his work and shitting on him. Uh, people complaining and um, giving him shit for the mod. He says there's plenty of people who like it, but the people who, you know, hate him for it, because, of course, if you're successful, somebody's going to hate you. I mean, you're doing it right.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. But people who hate him, like, they finally got to him. And uh, he's out with 3.0 now, and, of course, people were complaining that they didn't like 3.0. They liked the old one. He's like, well, then go play the old one. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, so 3.0 is going to be the last update. Now he may pick it back up in the future But that You know that's still to be seen So we'll see about that Uh, Other than that Let's see what else we got here Game politics Uh, They actually had a report On game politics uh, Titled most developers don't pay for coverage From YouTubers but they're considering it Because recently there's been a lot of hoopla About YouTubers Getting money for Covering games uh, a lot of people don't like that, obviously, because, you know, getting money for to do reviews or to cover games will dilute the authenticity of the said review. And there's really no way around that. Uh, so they broke down some numbers. It said about 1.5% of the respondents said that said coverage. Um... Well, I guess that's written wrong. Wow. I didn't even notice that when I was uh, <laughs> reading it the first time. Uh, so 1.5% of the respondents have paid for coverage, and uh, while 98.5% said they have never uh, paid for coverage. Okay, uh, looking into the future. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Here we go. It says 2.1 of the respondents said they agreed to a revenue sharing deal with YouTube personality outfit, while 97.8% said they have not. So obviously, the vast majority are not engaging in this.
1: Yeah, they they have some pie charts on there, and you can... Or actually, I'm sorry, on the, the Gamma Sutra article they referenced has some pie charts, and you can see they're basically solid with a sliver. I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, but right it's not, now, Yeah, now it said, looking into the future, 19.1% they said they might consider a flat fee for positive coverage from a YouTuber, while 80% they said they would not consider that. But that's the, thing, that's the slippery slope. Like, 20% say they might now... Maybe ten percent of them say you know finally do do it, and then that number that says they won't starts to drop down. Especially if it becomes the norm. Like if your competition is paying YouTubers, you know as part of their marketing budget to give them positive reviews, you got to start doing it too. Because then you could just get flushed out. Perfect example of not marketing properly. Look at Microsoft. Back when Apple kept doing those Mac versus PC ads, and they said things that were flat-out lies, like Macs can't get viruses, <laughs> and Microsoft just sat there saying absolutely nothing, they got pummeled. And they're still trying to come back from that now, years later. I mean, those Mac versus PC ads, like, what was that? Like, 2006, 2007? Yeah. 2008, 2000, like they, they, they got pummeled for that. So, yeah, you, you have to respond to marketing pr- uh, appropriately. Uh, around 11.6% said they would consider a revenue sharing deal with a YouTube outfit. Because that happens a lot. Now, a lot of YouTubers, they're not solo. Like, they are with Machinima or, you know, uh, NBC Fullscreen, stuff like that. So that's another way uh, to get to do profit sharing. Uh, But right now, 88.4% said they would not consider doing it. Um... Now, in terms of being approached by YouTubers and, and media, 14.7% said that they have been approached by someone uh, to promote their game for a flat fee, and 13.6% claimed that they were asked if they wanted to do a revenue sharing deal. So there are outlets out there asking you, like, hey, let's review your game, and I don't know, you put a you know Hamilton in my pocket, I might say it's good. <laughs> you, know. you know, those numbers, I mean those those numbers make
1: me wonder because i have to think like i want to see like what's the, the the flip side of that like how what percentage of youtubers are approaching are approaching you know like publishers and developers to to see you know like hey can can you know we you know you know we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll, sh- we'll share your game for a revenue you know we'll share your revenue or you know we talk about your game and whatnot because i wonder if it's just that in that case like there's a certain like a certain subset of developers and publishers who are well known enough that the youtube you know the youtube community i hate the term youtuber i don't like that um but i feel no like, like that, the way
0: it rolls off the tongue no it, it sounds like a,
1: a potato but <laughs> no but uh no like i wonder if it's just that everybody keeps going to the same group like, hey, you know, hey, you guys, hey, you guys kind of like, you know, kind of like the pretty girl effect. Like if you had like, you know, 100 girls, like, you know, how many have been asked out by guys? It'd be a certain number just because they're the most attractive, like, you know, and and the other girls, maybe not, you know, kind of like that, you know, like that kind of thing. Like the, you know, those companies, for whatever reason, they're just getting the, the attention that the other developers aren't. And so it's, I mean, it, 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 it's it's one of those numbers that without. Any real context, like okay, yeah, so you know, it it it's, it shows that this is happening, but to what degree, it doesn't it doesn't say.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I hope the situation really doesn't get worse, but I just if any developers listen to this, we won't charge you for any of that shit. you? We won't? No, no, just get uh, give me a review copy and we'll call it. You know, cool gotta expect honesty if you,
1: you know, it is true you can't be
0: mad when you get somebody a review copy and if your game is not good they give it a bad review you really can't be upset about that now if you give somebody money to give you a positive review and they don't that's a different story you would be upset about that cause that's marketing at that point
1: well ju- to, to jump ahead here a little bit um they do mention that uh for the uh developers that uh where is it here? Is it in this article, or is it in the in the Gamma Sutra one? Maybe, actually, maybe it isn't just in the Gamma Sutra one. They did ask, um, that they, they did ask, like you know, for for developers who had paid for you know paid for reviews, yeah. if they would do it again, and they they all said like, no, it wasn't worth it. That they didn't like the results. That they felt bad about it. Um, and so, cause you know, so it's one of those things where. I think even then, like I, I don't know if it's just that sort of the the, the distant, dissonance of being like, well, we paid for this and it was basically like advertising and you know it, you know it didn't come across properly or maybe they didn't get the results that they wanted um generally, it seems at least right now, if you're looking to pay for somebody to review your game, you're not you're not you're not going be happy with the result uh, It was very they, they over but you know by and large, they were disappointed with that
0: Yeah, not so much it only works if people don't know you're paying for it. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how that develops well, into the future.
1: One but, other thing I want to mention too. Um, they talk about because one thing they say, tribute notice. Note when we talk about. Outlets. Uh, we, we're not talking about outlets like IGN, Gamespot, Polygon, mostly because those sites have all laid a ton of people off. But um no, they're not talking about. <laughs> they're not talking about those. Si- Maybe if they were, they would have had money. They would have had the money to keep paying for people if they With were the accepting jokes. the payola. But Ooh, yeah. no. But uh no. But they 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 reference a list on Appy Nation as far as the the media sites that they're talking about, and this is really. It seems like. For the larger publishers, the larger developers, and the larger media sites, they all have too much credibility at stake to get engaged in this. So it seems like this is all happening at a level of you know like smaller developers, smaller media sites, where they're still kind of building their name, they're building their reputation, and for them to be paying well, one, the media sites are small enough that they need the revenue, and for two, the developers are small enough they they need the additional you know. Um, the publicity that they need to get the you know they need the attention they need to get the word out, and so it, 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 again like one it makes me wonder like exactly what is the breakdown? We see a lot of these interviews like you know X percentage of developers. Not all developers are created equal. You know, a company that's like two guys working on an iOS app is different than like three guys working on a PC game, than like ten guys working on like a PC game, than like a hundred guys working you know for a triple A title. For EA, like it's, and they all count as developers, and they're all a completely different, you know, they're, they're all completely different, and they're all going to have different needs and wants and approach, Look at this differently, and so it's. I guess it's 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 nice to know one that it's ha- it's happening very scarcely, and when it does happen, it's, it, it's reviewed negatively, but it's still it, it, these numbers, at least from, from what I would look for, they lack a lot of context
0: yeah yeah well i, I yeah, Nick you can do your own study <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I will if some developers will pay me to do it yeah uh, <laughs> you go. that's whose side you're gonna be on or if oh yeah and and
1: my study will uh you'll and you'll like the results of my study <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> all right so uh, here on to our last uh news bite uh. There was a study done, and it says that 12% of gamers still hear explosions hours after playing. It's, uh... I like the way he put this. New research suggests that 12% of gamers suffer from game tr- transfer phenomena. Uh, where they continue... GTP? Yeah, GTP, where they hear... They continue to hear sounds from a video game even after they finish playing. I was say suffer. Like, you know, it's like a... it's You're suffering from it. Like, I mean you suffer from, like, genital herpes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's a different GTP. You, like, you you know, that's something you suffer. You suffer from fibromyalgia. Like, you know, <laughs> chronic back pain. Stuff like that. But hearing some explosions after, like, you know, you finish playing. This is, and this is like Funkmaster Flex explosions you're hearing really loud. I don't think... <laughs> It's something you really suffer from. It's something more annoying. But yeah. they said, yeah, um, it was data collected from uh, um, 1,244 gamers, and of these 155 had complained about auditory experiences as a result of playing. Uh, it says that the thing they really had in common is excess. They have been playing games for an excessive amount of time. No shit, like <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. I think th- this is not a surprise for gamers because like a lot of us, like, once we when you have those long sessions, or if you play a game for a really long time, like, for me, like, there's times, like, well, not anymore really, like, but there were times when I was, like, heavy heavy into Unreal Tournament, where I'd close my eyes, and my brain would produce images of me running through, like, Grendel Keep or running through Citadel or something like that, and it's like oof, maybe I should cut down or maybe I shouldn't <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I played Tetris for a, a, a long session once, and when I stopped, I was staring at, like, a piece of wood furniture, and the, the the pattern of the grain in the wood became Tetris shapes and started moving around on the wood. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like, awesome? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember it, but I, I'm not going to play Tetris for that much again. <laughs> one one yeah. thing I will say, though, is I, there was um, – when I got Guitar Hero and I was playing that excessively, I stayed up real late one night playing that and I had to get up early the next morning and take a long drive. And as I was driving, like the lines on the road began to look like the, <laughs> the notes coming down. And like I swear, like I became a better driver because the entire road became like a giant like like, uh, you know, Guitar Hero stage. And the cars were, were were there and I could see them and I knew when they were. And I, I, it was awesome.
0: Dude. The one time, the only I had one scary experience from overplaying the game. It was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, the good one, not the crappy one that just came out a couple years ago. <laughs> I played that game so much. I was driving one time, and I had people in the car with me, and they didn't, I guess they didn't really see what happened. But I'm driving down the road, and to the right is coming up, it's a construction site. And in Need for Speed, Most Wanted, and that was one in Hot Pursuit, when you see a construction site, that's a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shortcut, right? <laughs> and of course, I'm driving, like, I'm driving toward um the northern Pennsylvania, where it's, like, like, close to the Poconos, where it's mountainous and stuff like that, and that's where Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit really takes place. And I see the construction site, and instantaneously, my brain registers, shortcut, and I start – I turn on my blinker to get into the right lane because I'm going to take the shortcut. And then I remember, like, in the snap, I'm like, dude, you're driving a real car. I'm like, oh, shit. I, just, I didn't do it. I was like, oh, my God. But that shit was hilarious. I I started chuckling there. I'm like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, I just thought of something. Now I was like, ah, oh, you almost just died. Like, <laughs> but – yeah, like so. I don't think any gamers are surprised by this. This is, and that was a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: but you know, but th- and this phenomenon is not just limited to video games. Like I think, especially with respect to sound. I mean, because what we've been talking about is very visual, but especially with respect to sound, it's one of. I think it's one of those things where your brain you get so used to like listening and expecting to hear certain sounds that when your brain is out in the world and it hears anything similar to the sound that you're used to, it sort of fills in the missing parts and says, like, that's that sound. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed, like, or at least for me, like, I will hear my, my cell phone ringing all the time, even though it's not actually ringing. Like, not, I shouldn't say it's a full ring. It's like a little tone. I'll hear that tone. And I'm like, did something happen on my phone? No. And it's like something, like something, I heard something similar to that. And my brain just kind of said, like, oh, yeah, that's your phone. Like... And I, and the, the same thing, especially like it happened when I was watching Lost. Like, you know, I was watching Lost a lot. I'd watched in marathon sessions and I'd hear the smoke monster, like everywhere I went just because like my brain is so used to looking for that. <laughs> and especially that smoke monster sound, it's just a little rattling noise. Yeah, it's it is. not that uncommon. Like I'd hear that and i and, and that's like, I know the smoke monster's not following me around. I'm not like delusional, but it's, you know, your brain kind of starts playing tricks on you. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, presumably, you know, back in the day when you were like a hunter-gatherer, like, you know, you'd hear, you'd listen for like, you know, you need to be alert for like sounds of like cats that were going to attack you. And like, now it's like, now we use that to hear for like, you know, like the sound of, of like GLaDOS or something like, you know, it's, you know, whatever video game noise, explosions, as they say here, like, it's, it's it's one of those things where like, you know, games are such an altered state of reality that our are the biology of our, you know, our brains and our eyes are not, Caught up to where they should be. And so we get these little phenomena here.
0: Um, yeah. So I wasn't surprised when I read about it. Just thought it was interesting. They're catching up now. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure we need to solve this problem.
1: <laughs> well, we probably do. I mean, the, the one anecdote that they mentioned about the there was a kid who kept hearing somebody whispering to him death all the time.
0: Well, That's maybe he freaky. was just crazy. Yeah. Like, what was he playing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you playing, dude? You know, too did, much Outlast? Somebody whispering death. <laughs> As I say, like, you like, you know, there's some games that you're just not going to play for that long. Like, I don't know who, anybody who's having, like, binge sessions of Outlast, you know, or <laughs> or binge sessions of, um, of, like, Amnesia or Slender or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, who knows? We'll see, but, uh... Yeah, that's it for the News Bites. That's 35 minutes of News Bites. That's not how News Bites is supposed to go. <laughs> but, of course, we never do things the right way here on the MASHcast. That's why you listen, because we're not, we're not like everybody else. We, we march to the beat of our own drum, and sometimes we don't even do that.
1: And it's not even a beat of our own drum. It's a drum that we hear from the video game we were playing hours before.
0: Yes, and you're here for Nick's bad jokes, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, uh, let's get into our topics proper. Uh, first up, um, well, actually, let's go through what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Class. Um, so PlayStation Now, the beta is out today. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, they uh, released like a 37-minute a, like a 30, video, but it had 30 minutes of real multiplayer, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Crytek is in a bit of financial trouble, but they don't think so. Uh, they're they're saying they're stable we'll talk about that a little bit and uh, eBay has come up with a game purchasing formula gotta we'll talk about that but first off top of the top of the topics don't want to say top of the news because we already did that um so top of the topics is the ea access um, EA revealed the subscription service for five bucks a month you can uh, ha- you will have access to what they call the vault and the vaults as of right now, is a bunch of old EA games. Actually, not even a bunch. It's more like four.
1: Right? Not,
0: like, is it, it, it's, yeah, it's no. Yeah, it's only the four. Right.
1: Well, well. during the beta, they're included. Uh, it's not clear, like, after beta, what's going to be accessible there, but there's only four uh, listed for the beta.
0: Yeah, there's four listed for the beta, which is uh, Madden 25, Battlefield 4, FIFA 14, and Peggle 2. Coming out right on the heels of Madden 15... Uh, a new battle, actually no, Battlefield got pushed back. So uh, let's say Madden 15, FIFA 15, and uh, you know other newer EA games. But you'll have access to a collection of games called the Vault. Who knows how long these games are gonna take? You know, games are gonna take to go into the Vault. Um, I'm thinking, as long <laughs> as the game is profitable, EA is not gonna put it into the Vault.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, I think right here we we get the impression at the very least, like you'll get last year's Madden. You'll get last year's FIFA. You'll get last year's Battlefield.
0: Yeah, and this uh, could just be a timing thing. Like, if Who says if EA Access would have came out in February or March that they wouldn't have had that available already? Yeah. So who knows? So you get that. Then you also get access to discounts on digital titles. Oh yeah, big di- I forgot to mention that this is on Xbox One only and we're gonna get to that. So it's on Xbox One only and it only works for digital titles. You can't take like a card somewhere to like Best Buy and get a discount on a game. You have to buy the games digitally, so you'll get a ten percent discount on get on digital games. Okay, uh, so you're talking like six bucks on a game, which basically the membership just paid for itself for a month if yeah. you buy a game. Yeah. Uh, if you buy, uh, let say what <laughs> thirty, uh. uh that would be like, what, six EA games in a year? The subscription paid for itself. Yeah. You know. Um, So there's that. Uh, The last thing that I kind of thought was funny is you get early access to games, but you don't get early access to games. What you get access to is five days before a game comes out, you'll get access to a limited demo. They say you get to play for a limited time. It's basically a demo of the game. So when I first read it, I was like, it's, it read like you have five, you get access to a game five days before it came out, you could play it for a limited time. I was like, that limited time better be the five days before the game comes out. But no, as not the case, you get like a limited demo, probably about an hour or two of the game. And then if you actually um, want to buy the game afterwards, you can buy the game and continue where you left off. So... Uh yeah, I thought that part was kind of funny cuz it, it would have been better if they would have been like you get access to a game 5 days before it comes out.
1: Yeah, but the the problem with that is like for example, one of the games they mentioned is Dragon Age Inquisition and then I could see somebody being like, "Okay, I have 5 days" It's not going to take me a full, what is that? That's like 100 hours. Those games at most are what, like 60 to 70? So if you just budget your sleep properly, you can beat the game on your free time, and then you're
0: done. You know what? Uh, That person deserves not to play for that (laughs) game if that's (laughs) the game that dedicated to it. Give that guy the game.
1: I'm not going I'm to disagree with you there. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that is a that is a worthy challenge. I um, applaud
0: that man. <laughs> <laughs> and if he has a wife or kids, God bless he, him. He, he won't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: There is no way. Gamers not, make not, a not way. unless his wife is divorced and has the kids with her. No, there's <laughs> no way. No way anybody with a family. That, no way with anybody with responsibility can do that. Because the, sh- the sheer amount of time left to just sleep and eat. You're
0: not showering those days, well what if you just take a week off of work
1: <laughs> yeah and but my but for i mean for the amount of time i mean we're saying out of out of five days, so you've got a as we said you have about a hundred hours you know let's say it takes sixty hours to play through a, a you know a game like that for Dragon age, so you got forty hours to sleep that's uh, actually yeah maybe you yeah, yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe, what
0: maybe like- you might even be able to do that go going- on. Listen babe, okay. this this is I need this week. Like you know, what if he tells his wife I'm going I'm going fishing. He goes up to his cabin and, and he breaks out the PS4 or the Xbox or the Xbox 1 and that's what he's doing. You know, I just need I just need a vacation babe. Just me and nature and the trees. Why are you taking an Xbox 1? Uh I uh bye. <laughs> You no, know, I it. want
1: to see a challenge issued. Like when Dragon Age comes out, I want to see somebody beat it within five days. I'm, I'm sure it can be done. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it'll happen.
0: No doubt. There's no doubt in yeah. my mind. Right, oh yeah. So yeah, EA Access. Just to recap, Xbox One only uh, access to games, uh, discount on new games, and you get access, early access to a to a demo, basically, for five bucks a month. Um obviously I mean I some people are like okay that's cool. A lot of people are, you know, saying that this is pointless for EA. Um actually I think somebody hold on so somebody on my Facebook had a really good joke earlier. I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> and it yeah, where is it? Hold on a second. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is regarding Sony's response. Uh, and I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about Sony's response. Um, Sony, you know, originally when I heard it was Xbox One only, I thought Microsoft bought into it, but that's not the case Sony uh, had a chance to get it and they turned it down, and we're gonna get into that, and so a person on my Facebook uh, says, uh, people are upset with Sony because they didn't give them a choice to throw away their money (laughs) and uh, my response was, it's like being mad at the police because they won't let you jump off a cliff and his response was, exactly, if you wanted to throw away your money, you should have gotten Xbox One from the beginning. <laughs> uh, okay, it's still funny, I can laugh because I'm getting an Xbox One later this year, <laughs> but still, it can't say I wasn't funny.
1: Is it, is it throwing away your money, if fundamentally your money is what's sitting on your, uh, your TV stand watching you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> your money. Uh yeah yeah still I I think it counts as throwing away your money uh but yeah so yeah the response about EA access I mean I'm pretty sure EA is gonna be like oh we had a, we have a great response from access just like you know Microsoft says we've had a great response to the Connect <laughs> like they said but um well, but, I, but
1: the thing ahead. is though like you, I mean as much as we're knocking it like you for the EA fan like you just pointed out the program pays for itself. Now I don't know how many people are out there buying enough.
0: If you buy you know, six EA games a year, yeah, the program pays for itself. That was a I, joke, Nick. <laughs> no,
1: but it, it, well, it, it, I like that joke then because it's true. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a market for this, and I think it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see like how many people. I mean, it might be the kind of thing like maybe some people you know, maybe some people will be willing to step up for a bit. One thing I'd be interested in is like EA, they're very quick to cut the cord on supporting their old titles. You know, I think what they support like this year's Madden, last year's Madden, and I think the one before that is gone. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe if they can put more old Maddens into the vault, would people would they have any interest in supporting them or is it pretty much just going to be like you can play this year's Madden and then last year's Madden. Hmm?
0: Why would you want to play an old Madden? Maybe I like that control scheme better. Maybe I just didn't okay. feel like buying this year's. I think that's more like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh back to Sony though. Sony, they have the opportunity to to I guess to buy into this. But Sony's response was when they I guess when they were asked about it. Sony's response was uh we ha we evaluated the EA Access subscription offering and decided that it does not bring the kind of value PlayStation customers have come to expect. PlayStation Plus memberships are up more than 200% since the launch of PlayStation 4, which shows that gamers are looking for memberships that offer a multitude of services across various devices for one low price. We don't think asking our fans to pay an additional $5 a month for this EA-specific program represents good value to the PlayStation gamer. That was their response. couple things about that. One, a lot of people were saying Sony should have given them the choice to, to to do the subscription service. They should have a choice to do it, and if they don't want to pay for it, you know that that that's their choice. But uh, also, I think that Sony wanted this to be part of like PlayStation Plus on, on PlayStation. Like if you got this, you had to like, you, or if if you got PlayStation Plus, you automatically got this included. Uh, and I'm pretty sure EA said no to that. Also, um, they probably wanted to go across multiple platforms. They probably wanted to be PS3, PS4, and beta, because honestly, the fact that PlayStation Plus hits all those all those uh, consoles is a big deal for me. I get six free games a month. I love free shit. <laughs> you know, like I turn on my PlayStation 3 at least once a month just to tag the games. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't download it, just to tag the games, I turn on my PS3 once a month. You know? Even if I'm not gonna play the shit. You know? You gotta get the most out of your membership, people. Turn on those PS3s and PS4s and Vitas and tag those games. You don't have to download them. But yeah, so... yeah, The PlayStation Plus... It's like being... like you know A lot of people complained when Sony... um made it mandatory for multiplayer. But you know what? It's like being forced to eat your vegetables. It's, it's being forced to learn how to read. It's good for you, people. Like, you can't... Nobody can tell me anything bad about PlayStation Plus. Because of PlayStation Plus, you can buy a PS Vita, buy no games. Go home, buy PlayStation Plus, and you are good to go. You know? What, it's a great gift, but go ahead. What's interesting
1: is that Sony cites in their reasons for why that e- we don't need EA access is that the uh, PS Plus memberships are up more than 200% since the PS4 launch. Um, one, like, what? I, I, don't, I don't see what that has to do with EA offering a separate service. Yes, your service is popular, but that has nothing to do with whatever EA is trying to do. And, and, and so it's just funny that they're kind of, like, using this to be like, oh, by the way, we're doing awesome. Well, I think like, they're, they're just... just like, they're,
0: they're trying to correlate their reasoning with the fact that because PlayStation plus becomes so popular, it shows that, you know, people want more services like theirs as multi-platform, but of course they don't want to talk about the fact that they made it mandatory. Exactly. That's, that's kind of the little,
1: the little quiet thing here is that, and I mean, you know, as much as we are la- we're lauding the service, like it's easy to see your, your numbers jump up when you suddenly, you know, what, you know, like when the, 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 the event that you're citing is sort of the, you know the, the the gap here you know when you're when you're saying like since the playstation 4 launch when you know for the playstation 4 we made it mandatory basically it's shot up you know you know 200 percent. it like yeah you know you're you're, you're kind of like sweeping the the truth under the rug there a little bit like of course it's going to sweep up to you know jump up 200 percent. so you know it's it's like you know it's like nice for sony but this it, it, i don't know it, it's you know it, it, the the problem is it's it's their their reasoning here it's just all fluff there's no there's no i mean they're just using it as an excuse to tout their own service we you know even then the reasons that you cited as far as why they probably didn't want to do it it it's not mentioned here there's no there's no news there's no reason to believe that they you know there's, there's no re- there's no information here about why they actually turned the service down so
0: right now another reason why they might have not been too interested in its place It's because of PlayStation Now, which is another service that uh, they are coming out with soon. Which is not a subscription service yet, uh, but PlayStation. Um, I, I'm a little worried that they are wor- that they are wor- now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> I think that they may may uh, be worried about subscription buildup, where you know people have their PS Plus subscription. And soon they're going to have their PlayStation Now subscription, Sony hopes. And on top of that, they have to pay another subscription fee for, uh, you know, this EA product. And I think that's why they wanted to bundle it in uh, with, uh, with PlayStation, you know, with PlayStation Plus versus having it be a subscription service on its own. Uh, now, I'm sorry, you going to say something? No,
1: I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking, I mean, I don't even, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's, there's an article on Forbes that mentions too, like that they they, they that, uh, Sony may have seen this as like a, the first wave and like an, an army of, uh, you know, like other services like Ubisoft and stuff. And by saying no, now they say no to them. Then like, it's just, there's just too much to speculate as far as why, you know, what, you know, what Sony's reasons for saying no were here.
0: That's true. And plus uh... You're right, because if EA does this and it's even remotely successful, you know Ubisoft is going to do it. They're definitely a follower. They're not a leader. <laughs> they are such a follower. They're not a leader.
1: Uplay um, is so not original.
0: It definitely is not original. But you know what? They don't even have the balls to go solo. Like you know, they can't go Michael Ruffin. Um, oh, sorry, David Ruffin. The way uh, the way uh, <laughs> fucking EA did with uh, Origin. EA was like, fuck it, we're taking our games and we're putting them on our platform and that's that. Ubisoft was like, no, you can still buy it through Steam and just use our launcher through Steam. Yeah, we're okay with that. Are you guys okay with that? Cool. But no, nobody's okay with that, but we're not going to get into that today. Um, We are going to talk a bit more about PlayStation Now, which is an a, in-open beta for PlayStation 4 users. That is available right now. You can go onto your PlayStation Store. Um, the PSN store and play it. Now I tried it today, uh, and <laughs> first of all, the, the the I'm gonna get to the quality issues in a second. Its biggest problem, its biggest turn, are the prices because there are a lot of prices. As soon as you see the price, you're not even gonna deal with it. Um, there people were complaining about four hours, like paying paying two dollars for four hours, which is the lowest it can go. Um, I only saw a few games actually offered at two dollars, at one ninety nine. Many of the games I saw were offered at three. Uh, sorry, two, uh, ninety nine, and there were quite a few games that offered at five, four ninety nine, or five bucks for four hours.
1: That's insane.
0: Or Zone of Enders HD Collection, five dollars for four hours. To get it for ninety days, it costs twenty five bucks. You spend an additional 15, you get the game forever. Plus, you can trade the game back in and possibly end up on the better end of that deal. You know? Um, So, yeah, that that was the thing, because that's what I wanted to try. I wanted to try Zone of Ender HD collection, but it's like five bucks. I'm I'm not blowing five bucks just to play this in HD, because I've already beaten Zone of Enders, and Zone of Enders 2, I'm halfway to. Zone of Enders 2 is the reason my PS2 is still hooked up. Because I will beat that game. One day, I will beat that game. I got stuck in one part where it's really dark and you can't see the guy. And you gotta listen to Ada uh, give you the instructions. I'm gonna beat that game one day on my if you took PS2. Five,
1: if you took five days off work, could you beat that game?
0: Uh, if I put the game in now, first of all, I have to start from the fucking beginning, to be honest with you. I have to because like I haven't played that game since the year it came out, which is a long time. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I didn't do that. So what I did instead, I did play um, Lost Planet Two. Um, when I heard Lost Planet Two was coming out, I said, you know what? There's people starving in Africa right now, and they made Lost Planet Two instead <laughs> <laughs> because there's so there were so many better ways to spend that money. Because Lost Planet One was such a such a shit show, and then I think they're coming out with a Lost Planet Three. 2 Let's see.
1: Lost Planet 2 came out in what? 2012, right?
0: Uh, when did it come out? Actually, Lost Planet 3 has already come out. That yeah. might be
1: what came out in 2012.
0: Yeah, I think that came out in 2012, so yeah. um, Oh no, 2013. August 27th, 2013. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Lost Planet 2 came out, and I was like, I can't believe they made a Lost Planet 2. And then when Lost Planet 3 came out, I was like, I can't believe they made a Lost Planet 3. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe Lost Planet 2 wasn't that bad. So I spent my $3 and got my four hours, which is almost up now, of, of gameplay. And Lost Planet 2 is quite the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to talk about the quality of Lost Planet 2. We're going to talk about the quality of the game streaming. First thing I noticed, and... I don't have a shitty internet connection in the least. I get 50 megs down. I get 10 megs up. I am, I have more than enough bandwidth to use the service optimally. Did you, they,
1: it looks like there's a test that you can run on the service to yeah. test your connection. Did you, did you use that just to see if did it was
0: would... And it told me that I can run the games fine. That's what it told me. Okay. Actually, I tested and then they forced me to test again before I purchased the game and then they tested it again when I hit play. So, three times it was good I, I got a i got a good score. First thing I noticed when I started the game coloring is off like I'm not sure if you remember if if you have if you have like a screen and like the color is awful on the screen like you know it it looked like that like you know old windows ninety eight you go back to sixteen bits as opposed to thirty two or use two fifty six color you know instead that's what it kind of reminded me of uh low quality in terms of the coloring of the game when the game like and that's on like you see that on the start screen or when there's words especially when this thing's going from black to white it's very noticeable when you're playing the game it's it's less noticeable but what i did notice is that i noticed artifacts on the screen there was some distortion as i'm streaming this game i'm like man this game looks really really bad this it couldn't have looked this bad on the console. I mean, I know it's PS3, but goddamn! And then I like I look closer to at, at my uh, crosshair and when I'm moving it around, I'm getting like artifacts and distortion and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, like this is I didn't expect that at all because um on PC I tried Gaikai on PC before and it was phenomenal. Um, I played Dead Space Two on PC, on a very, very low-end computer, and it was incredible, I was like, I cannot believe that, that made me a believer in Gaikai, with that experience with Dead Space 2, made me believer in Gaikai, and now, after playing Lost Planet, I'm gonna try at least one more game, um, hey, shit, I might just blow the cash and i the cash like I'm about to, you know, make it rain on Sony. Like, was spend the $5 on uh, on Zone of Enders and play that and see what it looks like. Or maybe a game that I can compare directly, like Metal Gear. Like Metal Gear Solid 4, I can compare that directly. And I'll uh, we'll play that and see what it looks like. But yeah, um, Lost Planet on the stream, not looking great.
1: You should definitely look to see where you can report those issues because i mean one of the things one of the things that's kind of curious about this is that it's an open beta and it's like if you're paying real money and you're you know playing real games like what's beta about this and and i guess what they're looking for is to get you know find quality issues um because i mean i guess the the big feedback everybody's gonna give them is the price is too high um and I, i have to feel like Sony's well aware of what price points they're trying to hit and whatever feedback we have to give them about that. I don't think that's what they're interested in. This is entirely, I think, for them to – you know, I, th- I think the reason they're calling it a beta is because they know that the service is going to be subpar. They're still trying to fine-tune that. So I would report those artifacts. I don't know if there's a forum or somewhere you can report that or if, if within the service there's some way. But uh, it oh. would seem that that's, that's something that they should know about because especially if you're saying that you've used Gaikai before and you didn't have these problems, um, then you know that may be something that, that needs to be brought to their attention. I mean, that's Gaikai, what Gaikai is for.
0: Gaikai is different now. Like before Gaikai was being funded independently, so they was they were probably putting a lot of, a lot of power and bandwidth behind those servers they had. Now they're with Sony, and Sony is a powerhouse, but at the same time, uh, they're not necessarily in the green either. So they are gonna look for ways to cut back, and that's that's kind of the problem when you when you're with a huge company like that.
1: From from Gaikai's perspective, I mean, uh, I read, uh, I think it was the CEO, not the CEO of Gaikai, one, one of the the heads there, um, and he was talking about how, you know, when they were working for PC, that they had a lot of different, you know, PC architecture to work with, they were trying to work with in the browser, but they, you know, there were a lot of unknowns as far as what they'd be streaming to, and now with... Sony, they know they're streaming to a PS4. They know, you know, if, if they might have to stream to a PS3 at some point. They know they'll be streaming to like the PS TV devices. Um, you know, as far as the the end user, you know, the end user experience, they they don't have to worry as much about different environments. They can, they can, you know they know that that's a known quantity and they can focus more on the back end as far as providing the services there. So for what you're telling me, I'm a little bit surprised. I know that they also mentioned that they rebuilt the entire server architecture from scratch. Um, You know, that since this is part of the Sony network now that they, they started from scratch on that. And again, you know, I mean, not, you know, and it's, it's you know, especially because I, I think, you know, it's not like you when you had tested uh, tested guy before you were not playing on a on a gaming PC, a super high end PC or anything. And so, I mean, maybe it could just be that game that had the problem. I think that that's I'm personally I'm more interested to hear, you know, what happens if you do test a serve, you know, if you do test a game that you can compare to and say, like, OK, this is how it looks now. This is how it should look. This is what I'm getting. You know, yes, there's artifacts or maybe, you know. You know, to see what the issue is the other the other thing I'd wonder too is if this is the first day of public beta, how slammed are they getting? I mean, are there a lot of people in there being like, "You know what, let me throw out five dollars just to check it out, or is it you know is it one of those things like people are just browsing the menu and then not really touching and so right maybe it'll you know maybe the the uh, performance issues might smooth themselves out once people kind of you know have their time to sort of peruse the system at their leisure,
0: yeah. One thing I want to address, as you said, is like, you know, they, they, now they know what they're streaming to versus before they didn't. The beauty of streaming is you don't, it doesn't matter what you're streaming to. It doesn't matter because they're not doing any heavy processing at all. All you have to do is build a plugin or a portal that can be streamed to and display things on the screen. That's all you have to do. And that doesn't take up a lot of resources. That computer I had, if I would have actually tried to play Dead Space on it, it would have exploded. I wouldn't even yeah. be here right now. Like it <laughs> it would have been bad. Uh, so, yeah, it, no, I, I i i don't buy that, you know, they can do a better job because now they know it's on a PS4. No, like, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, to be honest with you, like, if they... The service, I think, will become more valuable if they allowed it to be streamed to a PC, like PlayStation now on your PC, they do that. I'm losing my shit. (laughs) And all the games are marked PS3. So that tells me in the future, you will be able to stream PS4 games. But if you get an artifacts now, and I'm, I have a 50 meg connection down. That's a problem. That's a problem. 10 megs up, 50 megs down. That's a problem. So, they need to look into that. They have a lot of work to do, and hopefully they get it right. Because I mean, I mean, I think it'll be cool for for this to, to happen. Like you know, like because, uh, for a reasonable price, I, I think two dollars for four hours of gameplay is not unreasonable. Especially if a game comes out and you want to try it out first. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a game that comes out, I miss it four months later. It's out fine. You know, it's out on PlayStation now. I could play it for four hours, see if I like it, save it, and then go out and buy a real copy. I'd totally do that.
1: I think you're right. And I think the issue is that for them, like the two dollars for four hours, that's the absolute lowest price point they're willing to go to. Right. And so what I think you're seeing is that they're setting the price points a little bit higher because if they want to focus on a game and have it, you know, effectively like, oh, this is our featured game, so it's on sale you know then it needs to be able to go lower so if it's going to if the you know if a game on sale is going to be $2 for 4 hours then its normal price has to be you know $3 or $4 then so that it has that room to move um, i'm not and i'm not i'm not saying that's the best strategy i don't know why they couldn't go lower than that if they wanted to but i think that's that's kind of where they're headed in, at least as far as the uh, the pricing structure from what i can tell I, I think it'd be nice. Well, one – well, I guess two thoughts. One, I, I think it'd be nice if they had it set. Like, you know what? You played a game for four hours, and you know what? I really like that game. I don't necessarily want to buy it, but I think I'd like to rent it for 90 days. They should just be like, okay, well, you paid $5. The 90-day the, the rental is $25. We'll just charge you $20, and you're just good for the rest of the 90 days. Like, I, I, I think that, that seems a little bit weak to be like, you just paid for four hours. Now I want to pay for 90 days, and I'm going to want to basically paying $30 for a 90-day rental. Um, right. I mean, you know, ideally, that's at the consumer level to manage that properly. Um, but it'd be nice if that feature was there. that You could just upgrade to the next rental plan and, and it all just work out perfectly. Yeah. The other thing that they keep teasing. Oh, I'm sorry, you're going to say something.
0: Oh, no, I was just saying, like, some games. You could really make out with that four hour window if it's two dollars. You know, like, for mm-hmm. example, Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag you can beat that game in under 12 hours. So if it had a $2 price point for a four-hour window, you could beat that game for $6. <laughs> for 6 bucks, you can beat Assassin's Creed Black Flag. But go ahead, Nick.
1: Now, there's a whole level, and I think we even alluded to this before with Dragon Age, but I think there's a whole level of you know how quickly can you beat a game and what is the appropriate way to pay for it um that that we may want to look into here in the future maybe even a cottage industry of like a site kind of you know just crunching the numbers for you i think uh what's that site how long it was it how long to beat
0: yeah like there's a uh, site that that calculates that yeah it includes all of the like you know the gameplay getting everything trophies and stuff like that Well, i mean um, i spent like 40 hours playing black flag but that's because i was pillaging the high seas well, that's just me. Not everybody wants to do that, Peter. I, I was talking to one guy who said, yeah, I just fast travel from place, to place." I was like, why did you even play the game? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand where my anger was coming from. Well, uh, go ahead. You were going to say something. They're they're, they're planning what? But they're, they're, well,
1: I, I shouldn't say they're planning, but I think the one thing that everybody immediately thought of when they first saw PlayStation Now was uh you know like a netflix-like subscription which you know even then we kind of compared the or, you know the ea accesses kind of resembles with respect to their vault, where you just pay your your monthly subscription you have access to a certain number of games and you don't have to worry about any you know time limits there you just have access to it that's it um and so there's there's a steady you know beat like you know that we want playstation now as a subscription service we don't want to have to you know buy the games in in you know incremental chunks and they keep saying that they're working on it and that they'll have an announcement soon and that it's promised um and i it makes me just it makes me just wonder because the way the system is monetized now it's not ideal but at least it makes sense that you have these different you know ranges of time and you know you pay for those and then they can kind of adjust the prices you know per game and whatnot and if they I, I I worry, if only because it's this seems like the kind of situation where everybody's going to be thinking like again to compare it to Netflix, where it's like you know for ten dollars a month you have access to everything, and I don't see Sony doing that. I think one, you're not going to have access to everything. They'll give you access maybe to a rotating title of games, which technically Netflix does, but they do that only because like they have contracts with
0: yeah different, deals yeah and so like it, you know
1: everything that netflix has access to you have access to and when something falls off netflix it's not like netflix is intentionally withholding it from you it's if anything it's the content provider who hasn't worked it out with netflix so i mean it's 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 not that you know it's it's a greater issue than netflix's scheme there but i could see sony instead being like well you can have like you know like half the games or a quarter of the games at any given time will be available through our subscription service you know they probably won't be the most popular games i'm sure some of the more high profile games maybe one or two will be included in there it's hard for me to bash sony i feel like i am and i feel like i'm I'm a little suspicious too but this is the company that has done an amazing job as we said earlier with playstation plus and the free stuff they give out there so it's it you know so on the one hand it's very easy for me to be cynical and be like well they're just not you know they're not going to put the best games in their subscription service but on the other hand like if they're willing to give away stuff for free to support ps plus then i'm sure they'd be willing to be like oh no like we'll put you know the the most popular games in the subscription service, so that you don't have to worry about you know buying a ninety day you know buy a ninety day rental for that. Um, but I mean that's you know again this is all conjecture here because you know who knows what they'll do. But the other the, the other issue I just want to point out real quickly is I think the price is going to be higher than anybody expects. I think that ten dollars I could see it being like twenty dollars a month or something, and everybody kind of losing their shit over that because. As much as we want to compare it to Netflix and be like, well, they kind of set the bellwether, like ten dollars a month for all, you know unlimited rentals, I don't know if I mean just the fact that the prices are higher already. I think for Sony to keep everything equitable, I think that price is going to be higher than everybody
0: expects. Uh yeah. Not to mention, I mean, streaming games is not like streaming movies. It is more difficult to stream games. You got data going back and forth. Um, but I mean, Sony. I think I think Sony like Sony learned a huge lesson when it came to ps3 and the ps3 was a lesson learning console for them and one of them and one of the things they learned especially when it came to ps plus was you gotta you gotta give the people what they want you can't just skim and like give them a little bit like they know that they know that playstation plus is being used or got picked up because of it's a really it's a really good deal you know what I'm saying? And I know that the the people who, the, the games that are coming up on PS Plus as the free games, they get that higher install base. So, you know, Sony, I'm pretty sure, pays those developers just to be, you know, to, for the games to be free for that period of time anyway. But on top of that, now you know, how many people got a chance to play Hotline Miami for free, and they love the game, and now they're going to play Hotline Miami too when they weren't even going to try it before? What was Hotline Miami free? I Hotline it was on PS Plus free. I'm pretty sure a while, like a while back. Yeah,
1: you know, now that you mentioned that, I think, yeah, I remember that. I missed
0: that. Yeah.
1: That's that's okay. I got it cheap on Steam. I'm fine.
0: Oh, yeah, because I, I tagged Hotline Miami and got it for free while it's on <laughs> PS Plus. Because I already had it for PC. All right, and you know what? Be honest with you, I prefer it for PS for PlayStation Plus. Oh, sorry, for PS Vita. That's what I got it for. I got it for PS Vita. I prefer it yeah, for Yeah, because you, for, can,
1: you, you can, can play it when you're traveling it. on planes.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> Freak people out. Um, but yeah, so, so they have a lot of work to do when it comes to PlayStation Plus. And, uh, Sony's been doing well, I would say. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. There was a one point in the Mashcast where we bashed Sony a lot, and then they started doing okay, and then Microsoft started fucking up. If we could just have both of those guys like really working out well, that'd be awesome. Like, and Microsoft is there. They're making a comeback. No? No, no,
1: huh? no, we want them both fucking up, because then we bash everybody. No, if everybody's I'm... doing well, we have nobody to bash. What are we talk
0: about? No, because then this will be the happy cast, and, like, the gaming is great right now. It's utopia. And then something's gonna happen. You know, government's gonna do something. And, you know, somebody, somebody will fuck it up eventually. Because, you know, once the money gets involved, that's when the problems start happening. More money, more problems, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is true. That is true
0: yeah so uh let's see let's move on to our next topic, which is Rainbow Six. and the reason I want to bring this up is because we talked about Rainbow Six during e three they showed us that <laughs> that multiplayer game supposedly what they say uh i have the quote here is it was a uh oh a pre alpha footage captured from a multiplayer match um they never said that multiplayer match was completely staged uh but you could just tell it was by the names wrath go get havoc it's <laughs> like oh man we're back in the 90s all right zero cool is he gonna pop up soon <laughs> well,
1: to, to be fair i mean if it's a marketing thing I, 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 even if it wasn't staged i'm sure somebody would at least approve the names or like set those to be
0: predetermined
1: but it's not if the game's not available it's not like they can just find a bunch of people randomly playing it anywhere
0: well yeah but that's why you get groups of real people to play it like you know they could do that's what this video is wrath and havoc no nobody calls themselves that <laughs> nobody the, calls themselves the, that and there's the two people with names like that the, the odds of them being in a multiplayer match together is extremely low
1: no, but just I, I guess I'm saying, just like it makes sense that the names are going to be like dumb because it's a marketing thing, and and at whatever level, even if they got real people to play it, the marketer's going to be like, yeah, just name them that. Like they're not going to let them be like, you know, XXX Triple Cool Sixty Nine XXX. Like that's not, that's not going to show up up there.
0: Right. I don't know. I mean, like, so yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious that the uh, that the multiplayer match was staged. Okay. Uh, at E3 um, well, I, th- I
1: thought it was obviously it was staged because there were parts where like everybody was walking around like right in front of the other and like there was, they weren't shooting right like there was a lot of there were some scenes where like they could have killed everybody and they just didn't because they were dumb and like if it was staged maybe that's why they didn't kill each other because it would have ruined the, the narrative they had going
0: yeah it was pretty, like it was kind of uh, difficult to watch because it was making me angry Like that part where the guy's walking with the shield, but the shield is at chest level. And I'm like, why are you not shooting him in the head? Yeah. Because of the script. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so basically um, Ubisoft released a 37-minute video and 30 of those minutes are real multiplayer footage. Unfortunately, Nick did not get a chance to play it. And I (laughs) I was uh, not playing to watch the video. And I watched it, and then I put I started up. I was like, "Now let's see what the real multiplayer looks like." Surprisingly, extremely close to what we actually saw, except there's nobody named Wrath or Havoc. Um, Gosh. the the setup is a little different too. Like you know, in the, in the game, on the in the E3 demo, they uh, they had an option to either start on the ground or repel from the roof. There doesn't appear to be that option there. Every time the every time the the, the uh, the, uh, the cops or the SWAT team starts, they start from the ground. And the way each match starts, there's a planning phase where the terrorists or the hostage takers, they are already in the house. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more multiplayer maps, but they're already in the house, and uh, they go. They can, They have their chance to fortify the house, so they can put uh, borders up, blinders up, you know, all types of shit on the windows, so that it's harder for the SWAT to get in Harder harder for them to see. I didn't see anything that uh, would stop them from. I didn't see any type of limit to how much stuff they could actually board up a port up. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But basically, it looks like they boarded up every window and almost every door at the beginning of every match. Uh, the cops. Yeah, I think each one gets a drone, and they can go in. They use the drones to get in and in the in the on the e in the e three demo, they shot the drone like so I thought that the terrorists would be able to see the drones running around, but the terrorists did not react to the drones at all in the actual multiplayer match, so I don't even know if they're really visible uh did they know to look for them though,
1: well, like, yeah, because what? these
0: are all developers playing together, oh, okay, so they should yeah they should see that yeah, and the, the thing is the drones are definitely audible like because they're driving around, they sound like uh r c cars. And so like I mean it's definitely audible. Um so yeah, I don't know like what the deal was with the drones. Um but yeah, like there's several things like uh the the uh terrorists throwing traps down, like you know, big spools of uh of uh barbed wire and stuff like that. That that was in there. You can totally turn somebody's house into Swiss cheese too. Like that engine that they're using like to to blow stuff up is amazing. You can literally put a breach pack, like, you know, you can breach any part of the house. You can breach a wall at any part of the wall. You can breach a floor at any part of the floor. If somebody is below you, no matter where you are standing, you can put the breach down, blow it up, and then drop down to where they are. You can, uh, you can blow through any part of the wall, and it looks pretty damn convincing. It's It's nice. You can shoot through walls and the bullets actually go through. It's not like Counter-Strike where you hear the bullets going to the walls and, like, the bullets just absorb the walls. It, you know, it doesn't really work like that. Um, yeah, it's, dude, it so if, was you're st- nice. if you're standing on
1: the other side of the wall, you can still get hit then.
0: Yes, yes. Ooh. You can, like, you can chop through a wall. Like, you just if you, have, if you have, like, a, a, a you know, powerful weapon, you could chop right through a wall and, you know, kill somebody.
1: So aside then from like I guess the, just the concept like you can't see where the person is like what are there any items you can use for like actual cover that like okay I won't get hit behind this so I, I'm thinking like if you, if you shoot through a wall like what can't you like what in the house is like is there like drawers or bookshelves or anything that you can actually like just duck behind or pretty much like where there's like nowhere is safe if somebody's mad enough with a with a big enough gun to just like shoot through everything.
0: I think it depends on the caliber of your weapon, but there's some stuff like, you know, there's like, I'm actually kind of, I have the video playing right now. There's a guy, he's not hiding behind the bed, but there's like a bed with a couch and like a dresser stacked on top of it. And he's kind of using that for cover, you know? So
1: like you need like three pieces of furniture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's the thing. So I I think there are certain things that can provide you better cover, but nothing's like completely bulletproof.
1: So basically, if, if I'm worried about a home invasion, I need more furniture, is what you're
0: saying. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it actually played out pretty evenly because I, I thought that the terrorists were going to have a huge advantage because the terrorists or hostage takers I keep calling them terrorists because of Counter Strike but they have access to in home cameras and they're static and they pretty much cover everyone in the house. But the thing is, if you're looking at the camera, you're not doing anything else, so you're kind of wide open. Uh, the police have access to their drones even after they get into the house. Typically, the police have to find a breach point in, and, and you know, get into the house, and then go from there. They have to find the uh, the hostage and get the hostage out.
1: Um, you mentioned uh, that the terror, the, the kidnappers, when they look at the camera, they can't do anything else. Is it possible that the same thing happens with the um, with the police that when they're using their drones, they can't do anything else? Oh maybe yeah, that's why they, they look- didn't want to. They didn't want to kill the drone because if they kill the drone, that frees up the comp. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, just let him be stuck looking at the drone. You know, he thinks he's doing good, not really doing anything. We're just going to ignore it.
0: They can switch back and forth between a drone. It does take a small amount of time, but, I mean, I've seen small periods of time like that be enough to kill somebody. It really is. So, yeah, like, if you're like if you're using a drone, you can, you know, you, you, at any given time, you can go back and look at the camera, but it's like you have to remove... The camera down, and then get your gun back out in order to actually make it work. Uh, oh, sorry, not make it work, but uh, get your gun back out and you know be ready to go be, to be ready to kill somebody. And if somebody's already on you, you're dead anyway. Uh, the area around the house actually isn't, I guess, that big, but you know you, you can find ways around uh, to to get in. Like you know, I, one time I saw somebody just go down to the garage, breach the garage, and get in that way. Uh, and then they, you know, had somebody that climbed up, climbed up to the roof and uh, they breached in that way, you know. So it's, you could be like, people were like walking around, like, I guess, uh, the second floor of the house and using windows to get in and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's actually pretty, yeah, you can, it, it was very, very close to what they showed E3 and I was impressed. Now I'm excited for it. Also, there were classes. There were classes, and they didn't show that at E3. Like, they're like you know, they don't, for the terrorists, they only showed the trapper class. That's what the guy kept picking. And I don't really know what it does, because I have nothing to compare it to. Like, it, it are, can only trapper classes put down the traps? Can only certain classes put in the barricades? It didn't look like it. Uh, the cops also have classes as well. Um, they have the point man, the breacher, and the assaulter. Uh, so I guess breachers are the ones with the, with the breach packs. Uh, I think assaulters may be uh, the ones with the, uh, that wear the heavy uh, armor and have the shields. And also I think the the assaulter probably uses shotgun to have heavier armor too, but they didn't just, they didn't talk about any of that stuff. They didn't describe what each class did. They just played the game. And now I'm looking forward to it. It was awesome. It was Good call by Ubisoft to get this going. Uh, even though I'm looking at the engine... And from a graphical perspective... The game doesn't look that impressive. I mean... It doesn't look bad. I mean, it looks good. But I'm not I'm not expecting any... Uh, <laughs> anything too fancy. But yeah. I'm in. It's too, uh, maybe. <laughs> Here's the problem. When the game comes out, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Uplay exclusive... And that might keep me from actually buying the game. I'm not getting it on console. No. Really? Yeah. I'm not getting it on console. I'm a game gonna... like this a game like this, I have to play on PC. Because if I play this game on console and I die, I will lose my shit. <laughs> because over there I'll be thinking it's like if this is PC I would've been able to do this. If it was PC I'd have been able to do that. Yeah, so I can't play this on console. For yeah, my but... health and the health of somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking like if if. I mean if Ubisoft if, is the game going to be playable on console or on, uh, on PC
0: it's a Rainbow Six game typically they, those games on, P- on PC turn out pretty well usually however I believe this is being developed by Ubisoft Montreal now and Ubisoft Montreal does not have a good uh, record when it comes to PC games so I don't know The Rainbow Six community is huge on PC. I believe the Rainbow Six community on PC is bigger than it would be on console, because there's still guys playing Rogue Sphere uh, and stuff like that on PC. PC communities last a long time. Take note, console communities. but They they last a really long time. Uh, Mainly because of dedicated servers. It's a blessing. (laughs) So, but, um, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege, definitely on my radar. Gotta see how... How badly I want it when it comes out because I'm pretty positive it's gonna be on you play, exclusively. So we'll see. Uh, moving on to our next topic. So uh, Crytek has been in some financial trouble. If you, if you guys remember uh, a little while ago, Crytek said that they were gonna start focusing on free to play only. That's what they were gonna do, and I think their first game or their first forte or foray. Is that the right word, Nick? Foray?
1: Foray, foray, yes.
0: Yeah, and to uh, -to free-to-play games was Warface. Warface isn't doing that great, and that's because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So it's performing as well as it should. Yeah, Warface sucks. It's like playing Warface is like playing a free-to-play game, but back in like 2007. When free-to-play was like a huge joke because free-to-play was garbage. <laughs> okay. Um, Warface belongs in the trash. It does. It's how not to make a shooter. It's a shitty shooter. Don't play Warface. Uh, and that's leading to <laughs> Crytek's financial troubles, or, or at least part of it. Uh, they've canceled several products, uh, not products, uh, projects four prototypes, including Rise, Ry- uh, Son of Rome. Uh, they canceled because they they were they bet big on free play. Oh yeah, sequel, sorry, of Rise Sun of Rome. The sequel to Rise of Son of Rome, they canceled yeah. that. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna see another Crisis out of them. Uh, they just lost Homefront. Uh, Homefront was developed was acquired completely by Deep Silver before they were gonna uh, continue the development um, with Deep Silver. But now Deep Silver bought all the assets, and I think they bought the actual developer who was developing it under Crytek. They bought those guys too, because they said the same team was going to be developing it, except the uh, creative director. He left. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, no, Ma-
1: no. I thought they got it. It was under production at Crytek UK, and it's now going to be completed by uh, Deep Silver Dam Buster Studio.
0: Oh, maybe maybe I, I okay. Actually, now I'm reading that one now. So I had actually yeah, there was another article that had I guess either wrong information or there's just conflicting information and we don't know for sure. We'll find out more in the future. We'll confirm whether or not the same studio is developing or not. Either way, Crytek is no longer developing that game at all. And so they're focusing on strictly on free to play. Crytek, uh they actually released a uh a statement because yeah, it doesn't look good when you can't pay employees as opposed to you know, that's what was uh, some of their studio sources were saying that employees weren't getting paychecks. Uh so uh here's here's a quote from Cryotech. It says our evolution from a development studio to an online publisher has required us to refocus our strategies. These challenges go along with an increased demand for capital, which we have secured. So basically they're saying, Yes, we're having some trouble. Um, we're refocusing But we have secured capital. So somebody at Crytek was able to talk to somebody that had some money and convince them, like, hey, this is the way to go. Free-to-play is the thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, this is what happens when you put all of your eggs in one basket? That was quite the bet, Crytek. Quite the bet for something that mainstream gamers really aren't buying into just Yet, like free-to-play is not mainstream yet, and a lot. Of, not should say mainstream gamers, core gamers, and that's who Crytek's audience is. You know, core gamers play play Crisis, core gamers play uh Far Cry three, two, four, whatever. Crytek's, you know, bread and butter is with core gamers.
1: Didn't I mean as far as like crisis goes like, isn't that an engine that they developed themselves or did they do that on another?
0: The crytech engine is something they developed themselves.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I kind of don't understand like why they wouldn't keep going with that. If they had, I mean, if they had something that was so good, I mean, from all that I've heard, like, you know, the, the crisis series looks amazing. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it seems like, I mean, you, you look, you hear about like the unreal engine, being used for, like, everything. And, like, uh, you know, like... I mean, that, that funds how, how much of what Epic does. Um, you know, just from licensing that. I feel like maybe that was really where Cry- Crytek missed their opportunity, was, you know, if they could have gotten that Cry- Cry- or the, the Crytek engine in the hands of more developers, you know, maybe they could have... Well, they have know,
0: a subscription service, too.
1: And people just aren't using it, then?
0: No, I think people are. I mean, I, there's a healthy amount of developers using the Crytek engine. Oh. Uh, when, I think, what's the I think problem? The, I think the Crytek... <laughs> Subscription is maybe a little bit more expensive. One of the two is exp- more expensive than the other, um, and actually, there's a free version. Uh, if you have, like, I think there's a free license for Crytek Engine as well, because definitely a free license for Unreal, for the Unreal Engine. Like, I think if uh, what is it? I, I would have to look it up, but it's. I think it's either if you if like for education, it's totally free. Okay. I believe I believe if you you have to have like. 50,000 sales or something like that before you give Epic money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, I don't yeah. have that information right in front of me, but I know there's like stipulations to it. Yeah. Both those companies are trying to get the engine in, in, into the hands of more people, which is a, it's a, it's a solid idea. Look at Adobe. Adobe does it. Adobe slashes the prices big time on their full package. Like, you can get full-blown Master Suite for $900 as opposed to 2500 bucks. Um, and that works out great because they are the industry standard in in those fields. Uh, but yeah, Crytek, I don't know. Like yeah, like I, I I thought that they oh they were pulling enough money from the engine, you know, selling the engine. But I guess not. I like, I think this is it just, when I heard about it the first time. it just felt like a really bad decision to go free to play only. Well, if
1: I mean, assuming that the engine's doing at all well, are they just losing that much money on Warface? <laughs> Like,
0: what? They can't because Warface is so fucking cheap. (laughs) Like, how are you losing money on that? I mean, not how are you losing money, but you're losing, like, a bunch of money on it. Like, really? Like, yeah, man. (sighs) I want to stop talking about Warface. That shit's depressingly bad. It it really is. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah, I haven't... uh... I haven't seen any of Crytek's other free-to-play ventures. Like I think they haven't really talked about it, but man, like that's—I mean—they could come back on this. They may prove me wrong and become, you know, make some incredible free-to-play games and get people to buy into it. But I don't know. Whenever like first-person shooters are not are typically not good for free-to-play. Hawken is an exception. Hawken is first-person, but. And but and the gameplay is but the gameplay is not hampered by its free to play thing. Like you could totally play Hawken for free and have a great time. Hawken, like what do what like what did I pay for in Hawken? I paid for cosmetic stuff. You can pay for XP boosts if you want to to get stuff faster, but even if you don't not I never paid for an XP boost. Um or a credit boost, like, if, you, if uh, you could totally play and not pay for any of that stuff, and would be fine. And that's why Hawken works. But a lot of games, like, a lot of 1st person shooters, like, paying for weapons, you know, like, that's a problem. Like, maybe that's it, because the mechs, here's the deal, like, technically speaking, you can actually pay for a mech if you want to, to unlock it. But the mechs are balanced in such a way uh, that there is no uber mech. It's not like you get this mech and now you're just better than somebody. With first-person shooters, you get a better gun than somebody, you get a better gun than somebody, and that's kind of the end of it. Your skill level at that point determines what you can do with it, whereas with Hawken, um, you you can be excellent at a specific mech, but if your mech just isn't suited for that battle, then that's just the case. You know what I'm saying? If you're playing like one of the, the lighter mechs that moves really fast and speed isn't a factor in the level that you're playing, you know, like, you're kind of hosed. Uh, whereas with the first-run shooter, if you get a gun that shoots fast, accurately, and uh, has a high impact, you're going to fuck shit up. You know, versus somebody who has to shoot you for twice as long to get the same result, which is death, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing about Warface, since we're shitting on it, um, no spawn protection. Like, you can literally walk into somebody's spawn and just keep killing them. I know, because well, I did not it. that's good. I I know like, I not did good. because I was in this area right, and I'm killing dudes, and every time I turn around, there's new people, but like they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of acting like I'm like they're they're kind of out of it. Like I don't know if they know where they are, and then I just stood back in the corner. I'm like, yo, they're spawning here, <laughs> and then I kept killing them. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's really that.
1: That does not make for a good game.
0: No, so yeah, especially a first person shooter. Um. So yeah, Crytek, I don't know. I was a fan of Crytek man. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't really into Far Cry. Uh, even though it was it was a it was a good game. But Crisis man, I was all about that shit. I actually had just finished Crisis three, like, last month, I think. Uh which I, I turns out I only had like thirty minutes left to play and I was finished with it anyway. And I really enjoyed that game. I really enjoyed the ending, even though Crisis Two was better, but Crisis Three was still good. Now, it's like they're kind of squandering that and throwing it away. Like I was kind of looking forward to a, one of the Crisis Four, um, but who knows what's gonna happen now they're going free to play? Because like you know, single player games don't you don't go free to play like with a single player game. You know, I, I, it's just kind of absurd. Because Crisis, you know, for example, they already developed the the, the multiplayer for Crisis Two and Crisis Three. Make that free, people will play that. That that multiplayer was phenomenal. Call, just call up Crisis Multiplayer or Crisis something. Make that free-to-play, and that shit's going to be incredible. And, oh, well, who knows? Maybe they're doing that, but I haven't seen anything about it, so I can always speculate, which that's what we do in the MASH cast. It's, that's what we call the speculation cast sometimes. But if they don't give us any information, we have to draw our own conclusions, right, Nick? Nick is just <laughs> nodding his head as opposed to talking. <laughs> like, you can see that shit. Yeah, like I, know, said, I know you can't see it but I'm just agreeing Preach on brother Jarrett. No but it sounds like I'm talking to myself <laughs> It's like Hey blah 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 am I right And nobody yes. says anything And Nick's you're just right, nodding yes. his head like right right You're, you're,
1: you're right it's all good Speculate
0: Next time I'm just talking And Nick's not saying anything you can speculate that he's nodding his head <laughs> <laughs> Nod. Nod Yes uh yeah, pretty much that that's it, it's it's sad because I really, really enjoyed uh CryTech. I mean uh, I'm not I'm acting like they're dead, like here lies Cryatech and I'm at the not, eulogy. They're, they're
1: not alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're Yeah,
1: they're, they're not, having they're, some they're not well.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're having some some tough times and hopefully they can pull through it, come to their senses and stop trying to ride the the the, the wave. Of 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 popularity, so you know we actually we have one more topic which is uh, the game purchasing formula. I think we're gonna turn that into a plus because we're we're already at like an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, we could we could. you know, let's let me see. If, I'll see if I can get Boris on that one, and we can poke holes in it together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. He's no longer Boris, formerly of Gaming Ogre.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's no longer Boris. From it, is in the is in the ground. So we'll <laughs> let it rest. I think we get Boris, but you know, I don't know. Boris listens to his podcast. He could be a bit of a diva sometimes, and not want to talk about certain things. So unless you're talking about you know Destiny or MOBAs, I don't know if he'll be down with it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's um let's see what's coming out soon. Oh uh, man, this is still a, a rough list to look at. <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I was a little sad when I saw Dungeon Defenders Eternity, but it looks like that's just um, Dungeon Defenders retweaked. Like That's what it is. Dungeon Defenders uh, rebalanced with some new levels, too.
1: Did Firefall just come out?
0: It came out on Steam. I don't know if they're still in beta or not, though, to be honest with you. I stopped stopped following Firefall when they shut off the multiplayer. And I uninstalled it. Did they ever turn it back on? Oh, sorry. I say the PVP. I don't know. I, I stopped following it. Oh, okay. That was the only thing I played because the 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 uh, the PVP reminded me of an arena shooter, and I liked it. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was the only reason I was playing it at the time. The missions were kind of trash, so doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Last of Us Master just came out. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Collection, all for the Vita just came out. Uh, hmm. WRC Four. Uh, that just came out too yeah i would ask for a review copy of that game but that that game is like a like a super hardcore rally game and i don't know if i have the time to pl- to actually play it like it takes a lot of time to play that like uh, that game I-, I reviewed the third one which i enjoyed um but man that was tough that was tough um let's see what else is coming out hmm.
1: Eidolon? You
0: out?
1: huh Eidolon? On August 1st? I
0: don't even know what that is. I don't
1: know if it's for PC.
0: Uh, Street Fighter Ultra coming out the 5th. Ooh. Jet Gunner? What's that? Can I see that image? Is, is a guy the guy wearing gun? a jet and he's shooting? <laughs> jet Gunner's 8-bit action platform game. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So that that should be pretty cool. Uh, What else we got coming out here?
1: Swapper on uh, PSN. On yeah. August 5th. That's a good game. I don't know. I think it's $20 on there. That's a bit pricey for it. But uh, I, I played it on Steam. It was good.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and on August 19th, Zombie Warfare is coming out. So. Uh, you know what, Nick? This is the last day of uh, August. We were supposed to... The uh, last day of Ju- uh, July. We were supposed to do our... What you've been playing. So. Nick is like yeah, let's, wow. Let's let's
1: talk about that for another 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> well, we we're, we're not going to do that today. You know, we'll we'll do that next week. We'll do it next week.
1: Yeah. So, Good to have a week to play some stuff then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So then yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to cut this off uh right here and uh we're going to do that plus probably put it push it out on Monday. Yeah, you'll get this friday so i think that sounds like a plan right guys right okay good talk um but thank I'm nodding you. yeah nick is nodding thank you for listening as always uh you can catch us on soundcloud with soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons we are on uh itunes for your ios devices uh we're also on stitcher smart radio for your ios and android devices for instant streaming uh we are on twitter which is twitter.com slash mtb site facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons and like i said thank you for listening we will catch you guys next week have a great weekend everybody